When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello and welcome to the WFNY Brownscast. If uh, you are hearing this and you, I sound different, that's because I'm not Taylor and I am all alone. That's right, I am Joe Gerbs Gerberry on the mic with you by my lonesome. Uh, Matt and Taylor are both uh, out tonight with uh, holiday parties. This is the week of Christmas. Um, Taylor, I believe, is actually traveling to go see family uh, with his in-laws. Matt is at a family party. I know that. But, um, yeah, that's, uh, that's that's what we got. So you got me tonight all by my lonesome. So uh, grab, a, grab a blanket, cuddle up close, and listen to what uh, I, I got to uh, throw down here on the podcast microphone. Um Probably what you all want to hear. Uh, this will be a short one since it's just me and I have no one else to talk to. Just with just you guys. Um, week 16, Cleveland is 9-5 and five on the season. They are playing the Houston Texans in Houston, uh, which is nice. Um, this was obviously set up as some sort of a... Deshaun Watson uh, returning home kind of a game. Obviously, he is not there. So, um, you know, that happens. But uh, don't worry, we have the savior, uh, Joe Flacco, uh, coming in. Um, it's, it's really funny to me how much Joe Flacco has been just well-loved and well-received uh, well in Cleveland after all of the years in Baltimore. Um, you know, it's the old... We uh, were rooting for laundry, um, and and it's no more apparent when you look at what uh, what we're doing here with um, with Joe Flacco. So, yeah, it, it just happens that when a team needs you, a team needs you, and you get called up, and he's performing well. Um, obviously, last week we would have preferred a, a few uh, fewer. Uh, Interceptions. You don't definitely. You definitely don't want him to be throwing three picks at a time. But um, yeah, this is. These are games that are, are winnable games that they are pulling out. I think there are no. I, I think no team has come back from ten points down more often than, than Cleveland. Uh, so the Cardiac Kids 2.0 is are, are back and, and running. Um, but you know, Flacco is looking decent when he's out there. Um, he still has the touch, uh, as you saw with that with that Cooper throw for a touchdown. Um, he's getting the ball to his receivers in spots where they are able to do the best with it. Um, there are obviously some throws that he looks like a 38-year-old journeyman who's been on the couch uh, four weeks ago. Um, the interception at the goal line... To that was that had a, a wide, wide, wide open in Joku uh, is apparent of that. Where you know 
it was a masterful play by the play by the defender, but also just kind of a a, a, a crummy throw by Flacco. Um, and those things will happen when you have a guy like that. But um, I I truly just couldn't be more impressed with Flacco and his ability at this point. Uh, especially like I said, I, a month ago he was on the couch, um, and to be able to do all this, obviously he was keeping up and all those things. He wasn't just you know. He wasn't White Goodman, uh, you know, bulging at the belt, um, you know, eating haagen by the gallon. But uh, to be able to just come off the street and play this well it, it is really something. So, But, uh, yeah, so that was Flacco. Um, looking for this week, week 16 in Houston, um... The thing on everybody's mind right now is the playoff scenarios. The Browns dropped their uh, nine-square playoff scenario, what all needs to happen. Um, It is, let let me just unfortunately break your hearts here, everyone. It doesn't look good for this week. Um, There is no scenario that Cleveland is able to clinch in Week 16 without a win. Um, so Cleveland needs to win this Houston game to clinch, um, and they also need Steelers to lose on Saturday. Those are all definite things that need to happen. Lose or tie, I should take that back. Lose or tie. Um, however, the other scenarios that are likely, uh, the most likely to have happen, um, require a Colts win which isn't too hard. They're playing Atlanta, um, where they are only a point underdogs on the road. Um, So that's a pretty good matchup for Indy. But they also would need some form of a Denver loss or tie to uh, New England, who is trying to tank for a higher draft pick. Or the Buffalo Bills, who look to be hitting their juggernaut stride um, if they they need either Denver to lose to New England or Buffalo to lose to the Chargers, who just fired their head coach. So, um, and GM. It, it's looking unlikely for this week. Um, they uh, a, a Miami win definitely helps them. Miami's playing San Fran, so that's a big one. Um, a Jacksonville loss also helps them. Um, I'm actually not a hundred percent as to who Jacksonville is playing this week. Um, but Trevor Lawrence is in the concussion protocol, I believe. So that's definitely a step in the right direction for, uh, for those hopes and dreams, um, betting wise, or, you know, if you're a Cleveland fan, um, getting a, Jacksonville lost to the uh, Buccaneers in Tampa Bay. Um, that's that's nice. That's that's helpful. Uh, that definitely helps the the the, the team know the drive there. But uh, yeah, ha- needing Buffalo and or the Broncos to lose those games, it really feels less likely that it's going to happen in Week 16 for Cleveland. Much more likely that uh, if they are able to win this week that they are, will clinch uh, in Week 17 at home uh, on the, against the Jets if they get a win there as well. Um, 
as of right now, there is no scenario that Cleveland can win or get to the playoffs without a win. So, you know, rest assured, we're not doing any scoreboard watching right now in this week. It, there are some games that obviously do help Cleveland. Um, and it is nice that they can't, they could clinch uh, a playoff spot, but, you know, there it, nothing seems likely this week. Um, if they are wanting to get higher than the fifth seed, which everybody seems to want, not I don't blame them, um, you know, a, you'd have to be able to win out the rest of the season and have a Baltimore uh, semi-collapse. I think they have to lose the two of their next three, um, which is possible. So you're rooting for a Niners win. You're rooting for um, a Miami win, actually, against Dallas. That was one of the most uh, common ones up on the nine block as well. A winner, a tie for Miami. Um, but yeah, it, it, and surprisingly enough, an indie win um, against Atlanta seems to be a very common uh, clinching scenario on on the like I said the nine block there. But uh, yeah, let's just let's just go into this week looking for a win. Um, uh, and keep rolling that out. That's where. That's what's best for Cleveland is just to keep going down the the winners mark and winners bracket here, and keeping those good vibes going. Get that tenth win, uh, double digit wins, and uh, and see where we go from there. After that, you know, we'll see. Um, as far as winning for this week, it uh, the the odds makers Vegas has seen. A giant uh, move on their line on uh, Sunday night, Monday morning, when they set the line for this week, they actually had Houston favored by two and a half points. Um, the bets right now are Cleveland favored by two and a half points. Uh, so that's a four point swing um, in a couple days, and uh, that is mainly because. C.J. Stroud is going to be out for this week as he is still in the concussion protocol. Um, Houston also is losing, likely to lose, uh, defensive end Will Anderson, their other rookie, um, a linebacker, Blake Cashman. Uh, Tank Dell is already on IR. And leading receivers, Nico Collins and Noah Brown, were last limited in practice today on Thursday. Um, it is possible that they get some full practices in on Friday and are able to play, but uh, that remains to be seen as to who uh, Case Keenum, old friend Case Keenum, is going to be throwing the ball to um, for Houston. But those are Stroud being out was what really set the tone. Um, Anderson definitely helps, especially when Cleveland uh, is so bereft of uh, is the I don't want to say bereft of talent, but is you know this walking mash unit of injuries uh, did not practice for Cleveland this week, as reported by Mary Kay Cabot. Uh, Juan Thornhill was not out of practice today. So Darius Smith was not out of practice. Um, Ogbonia um, Okoronkwo was not out there. Ogbo was not out. Nor was Anthony Walker. Um, Cleveland did a walk-through practice yesterday, uh, which saw um, Batonio and Ward kind of take some days off. I think Miles also took a day off. 
with Cleveland doing a short week next week where they have a Thursday game against the Jets. Uh, they wanted to uh, shorten what they were doing this week so they can plan for a longer what next one next week, which makes sense. Um, having Thornhill back this week would be would be a positive as well as Zadarius. Um, <clears throat> it would be helpful uh, to have those pass rushers. Um, Creating some havoc for Keenum. However, uh, it seems unlikely that at least uh, Ogbo will be going. Um, holding out hope for Zedarius that they're, uh, he's able to get back to practice on Friday. Cleveland has been really um, cautious with injuries. Um, they're, they kept Denzel Ward out for another week. Then uh, we thought uh, he had done a lot of practicing on uh, the week that he missed his third game, and uh, he was still a marked and uh, out uh, on that third week. So it remains to be seen what they want to do here um, with Thornhill with Sidarius, but you can probably mark at least one of those guys to be out. Good news is. Joe Boltonio was back at practice this week. Joel. <coughs> Joel Boltonio was out this week. Was back at week this week. Does not appear to be out. Um, that's a big help to the offensive line as well as uh, Ethan Bosick being back. Um, the line was so ravaged last week against the Bears. It was obvious that they weren't really able to have the passing game that they wanted um, in Chicago. They just really couldn't get any running game going, and uh, that was apparent as uh, even more apparent once Batonio went out. Um, just too much talent lost. But obviously they pulled it out. Uh, the Hail Mary to win the... Uh, in the closed out the game was a giant one for Cleveland. Um... I was with my buddies at the time and, and uh, buddy's house and gripping the arm uh, of, a, of a friend and uh, literally fell to the ground as that happened. Um, it was just a really, really cool play. And this season has been amazing as a fan, a long-suffering fan here. Um, and just being able to have those moments with friends uh, and watching, so... Hopefully this keeps up for the season that we're able to, you know, string together uh, a couple more wins here to finish out. Um, and, uh, yeah, we can keep this playoff train going. So. Don't you know that you're a grown-up? I'm a grown-up. Me too. Yep, me too. But you know, these days, being a grown-up can really suck. Luckily, we're grown-ups who grew up in the coolest generation. We had video arcades. And also some of the best TV and movies ever made. We lived the origin of awesome consumer electronics. The list goes on and on. Yep, Generation X. Exactly. And we're Gen X Grown-Up. Every week, the Gen X Grown-Up podcast explores media, tech, toys, games, and more from both yesterday and today. Through the eyes of Generation Xers who absolutely love that stuff. You can find us on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. Or find us on our website, genxgrownup.com. Basically, life sucks as a grown-up.
All right. You think that was good enough? I, I hope so, man. I'm tired. <laughs> Who listens to a promo on a podcast and then goes and listens to a different podcast? Right. I, I, I've never done it. <laughs> All right. Let's take a look at some breaks. Uh, some breaks. Yeah, some little, 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 little. All right, let's take some look at some picks. Uh, this week, I would they will come for me if I do not mention that uh, Taylor has unseated me from my lofty perch. Uh, he has uh, gotten me over by a point, um, 124 to 123. Matt is trailing at 119. Uh, that's, that's just what happens, guys. Uh, Taylor hit every pick on the game last week. Whereas I lost, I lost two. Matt lost two, and then my picks were just not really great. Um, that's that's what happens. But um, let's go into this week. Uh, we'll do game picks, and then I'll I'll talk a little bit more about the prop bets, where I'm at, where they are at. Uh, Taylor and Matt have messaged me their picks, so that's nice. I have that already. So uh, Taylor picked out uh, Cincy at Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh is a two-point home dog. Uh, Taylor and Matt both took the Bengals. Um, I am also going to take the Bengals, despite the fact that Jamar Chase is going to be out for this game. Um, there is just some... the <laughs> There's not some good stuff out of uh, Steelers land. Um, and as much as I would love to revel in Steelers schadenfreude, um, you know, it, I can't get there because I've been the recipient of it too much. Um, I want, I, I do in my own personal life, I, in my own head. It's, you know, great fun to make fun of uh, George Pickens for not uh, not blocking for Jalen Warren and uh, not wanting to get hurt. Um, and uh, Jalen Warren coming back at, you know, hey, I would have blocked for you, but that's fine. Um, all those kinds of things. Uh, I do think Cincy is uh, just a better team right now, and they are uh, they have not lost really anything going from uh, Joe Burrow to Jake Browning. Um, which is really scary for Cleveland. Uh, we when we were looking at the schedule, we thought, especially as after Burrow went down, like marking off, hey, got to win against this one, win there, win here, win here. We got three schedule wins. And that's looking less and less like a schedule win, but um, yeah, Cincy's scary right now. So I'm going, I'm going with them and picking Cincy as we go along. Um, the in the uh, <clears throat> hey, you got to call the number game of the week. Uh, the Washington Redskins are traveling to uh, New York to play the Jets, who are a three point favorite at home. Um, we had a split here. Uh, Taylor picked the Jets. Matt picked the Redskins. Um, it really feels like Ron Rivera is on his last legs. And I don't know if Sam Howell got hurt or if he got benched. They had to use Jacoby last week. I have no idea if Zach Wilson's going to play this week. This is, uh, as I've mentioned before, the... Hey, man, if you're betting on this game, you got to call the number. This is not a responsible game to have any kind of money on. Um, I have no feel for this game. I am going to run with the Jets, who just have a better defense. We've seen proven that that's a 
something that can win them games. Um, so I'm going to go with the with Taylor here and pick the Jets, and uh, we'll see where that goes. Um, just a real quick Jets thing. The most obvious news came out this week as we found out that Aaron Rodgers was not going to play uh, this season, or is less less likely to not play. Um, they are going to activate him from the IR so he could be on the roster. Meaning they had to waive somebody, but uh, how do you have to, how do you feel about your life if you're the guy that got waived so that Aaron Rodgers can be inactive on Sunday, and then you know like what kind of a life is that, man? Like if you really thought that Aaron Rodgers was going to use uh, dolphin noises to heal a torn Achilles. And be back in 15 weeks when it takes a year to heal. Like, we need, you need to we need to talk to some people, man. We need to talk to some people. Get that figured out. All right. Uh, that's enough uh, Jets. Shut for it. We'll see them next week, uh, hopefully as a clinching move. But um, Dallas is traveling to Miami, uh, who is a one-and-a-half point favorite. Uh, Matt and Taylor both picked the Cowboys to get a road win. Um, I am going, and this is the uh, we somebody has to win bowl. Um, a matchup of two teams that can't beat good teams. Uh, as we saw Dallas just utterly get demolished by Buffalo. Um, out physicaled on the road, and truthfully, I think it happens again. Um, I think that uh, Miami is going to get this one pulled together. Uh, the The injuries that Miami has, uh, the Ty Hill being out is a, a big deal. Um, he is questionable for this week, but uh, yeah, I think I, I, I'm I'm riding high on, on, the, on the Finns, man. I have a, a lot of Finns fans in my life, and um, Miami pulling this out it, to me is is the move. Um, I don't think that uh, Cowboys. I don't. I, I don't want to go and say that they're not good, but they looked utterly helpless on Sunday last week, and I don't think that Miami is a team that's going to be able to help them here. Um, I think Miami's getting getting geared up. So that's where I'm at. Uh, Last game before Cleveland's here. Uh, I do believe this is, uh, if it's not a Monday night game, then it is. It is the uh, late Christmas Eve or Christmas night game. Uh, Baltimore is traveling to San Francisco, where uh, San Fran is are favored by five and a half points. Um, Matt and Taylor both took the Niners. I agree. Um, as much as it pains to tell me say that uh, Brock Purdy is the is the MVP favorite, and the Niners are just the best team, best collection of roster uh, talent in the league. Um, I, I can't uh, I can't lose get ground to these guys and pick against them, uh, pick against the Niners. Baltimore is close. Baltimore is I mean a top three team in the league, uh, it, it possibly top two. 
and this this is a potential Super Bowl matchup, but yeah, you can't. You, it, Niners are going to win in San Francisco all the time. Um, I'm even okay taking them as a as a cover, really. But uh, yeah, it, they look scary, man. They just look scary. The Niners do. Um, and I want to preface this since I'm by myself and I I can talk to you all. <clears throat> I only don't like Brock Purdy because he's on the Niners. Um, I want to love Brock Purdy. He looks wholesome. He looks uh, he, he looks like a kid that I would want to root for. But here's the thing. I am fully on board with the idea that he is only good because he is in Kyle Shanahan's system. I think the I think he has an NFL arm. He can definitely make throws and do things that are in uh, in line with other quarterbacks in the league. But here's the thing: he's only able, only needing to do those things, and only able to do those things because he's in San Fran with Kyle Shanahan. He's not asked to do much more because he's got the most talented roster in, in the league. So, um, that's just, you know, I, I, that's where I'm at with Brock Purdy. I, I want to love him. I've made my line in the sand and I can't cross it now. I, I can't cross over that Rubicon to root for him. My friends will not let me. Um, but that's what I want to do and I just can't. So, that's where I'm at. Uh, but that's the last game before Cleveland. So, let's go to the prop bets. Uh, Taylor has here... Flacco pass yards over under 274 and a half, meaning you can get 274. Um, they have, I don't know that he has thrown for less than that uh, as a Cleveland Brown this season. Uh, my, apologies, my apologies if you can hear my dog chewing on a water bottle, but um, that's, uh, that's what we got going here in uh, Gerberry land. Um, just checking the these game logs for you guys here real quick. Um, 254 is his lowest. He's thrown for 300 yards in the last two games. Um, 274 is a pretty good number. And Matt and Taylor both took the over on it. I am going to join them just so I don't lose any points. We all lose. We all lose. But, uh, yeah, I, I think they just want to try to get the running game going. And I think if Petonio is there... They have an ability to um, having no Will Anderson, having no um, Blake Cashman. Houston D just isn't uh, isn't great. They do have uh, a really good head coach in Demico Ryan's, and they held Derrick Henry to very small yardage last week. But it also was a Will Levis led um, offense where they knew that they were going to go to Derrick Henry. Um, I don't know that they they wanted to let Will Levis beat them, and you know he almost did. But uh, so I, I think I do think that they are going to Cleveland is going to try to rush more. But two seventy four is a good number to try to get over for Flacco. I think he can get maybe three hundred. Uh, next one, Case Keenum, passing yards two oh six and a half. Um, Tyler or Taylor went over. Matt went under. Uh, I am going to go over 206 is a really, really low number. 
um, as much as Cleveland's defense has been stifling, um, I I cannot think that he is going to throw for less than 206. Um, if he does, then absolutely Cleveland's winning this game. Um, I will mark that in whatever bank you want, but uh, I don't think he throws for over 206. And I think Cleveland uh, can pull this out. So, uh, next one. A new one. Uh, which team will have the most, or will have more rushing yards, Texans or Browns? Uh, because of, even despite of what I said, that they are going to try more, I am also going to go with the Texans here. Um, I do believe that they are uh, just better equipped to try to run the ball. Um, their running backs are a little bit better. Damian Pierce, uh, Devin Singletary. Um, I, that being said, I love Jerome Ford. I love Kareem Hunt. I just think Cleveland is more willing to go to the air um, over what Houston is willing to do. Um, they are going to want to try to run the ball. And, uh, yeah, that's that's what Houston is going to try to do. And I think they're going to be successful at it. So, at least to a point. I don't know that this is going to be a, a one that's going to end up being, like, 80 to 75. And I'm going to hate my life that it's going to be that close. But, you know, that's where we're at. Uh, Brown's leading receiver. Taylor picked uh, Amari Cooper. Matt picked David Njoku. Uh, this last week was the first week that Browns have had two 100-yard receivers, I believe, since... Um, if not ever, then at least since they came back. Um it, it's been a very long time. So they've had two receivers have 100-yard games um, in the same game. Uh, so that was really great to see. And Joku is my pick here. Uh, it has just become apparent that Flacco loves throwing to his tight end. And Joku has... He's a target monster for what uh, these games have been. He's getting just... Like targeted to death, and to his credit, he's he's catching a bunch of them, but uh, fourteen targets in uh, week fifteen, in week fourteen against Jacksonville, uh, they looked at Njoku for eight times. They threw to uh, Cooper uh, fourteen times. They basically have done have like swip swapped these last two games. Um, yeah, I, I think Njoku is the one here. They use him so well in the screen game and over the middles. And, and that Savansky just is really, really great at doing the scheming guys open. Uh, and Njoku is one that they you almost need to double him. Uh, and it's really hard to double a tight end, as we see with Travis Kelsey. Um but Njoku was just coming into his own and being that freak guy, and that's where I'm going as well. So, all right. Brown sacks, three and a half, over, under. Uh, Taylor and Matt both went over. I am actually going to go under here. Um, with the injuries to the defensive line, um, so Darius being banged up, Ogbo being out, I just can't see a scenario where Miles Garrett is getting a bunch, and Alex Wright is pitching in, and, you know, it, it's it's become a full-on mash unit here. 
if Miles is the only significant pass rusher, uh, God bless, I really hope that Dalvin Tomlinson can get there. I, I hope Alex Wright is able to get at least one. But I am i don't see a scenario where that is an over, despite what Taylor and Matt think. They both picked the over, if I hadn't said that previously. So, um, yeah, I, 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 I want it to be the over, because those are fun. Sacks are fun. Uh, if they're for your team doing them. But um, if they're not, then that's, that's not... That's not great. That's what you want. But uh, yeah, so we'll we'll see where uh, where we're at on that. Last one before we pick the before I pick everybody else has picked uh, the game, the turnover battle winner, Houston or Cleveland. Taylor and Matt both picked Houston winning the turnover battle. I'm gonna go Cleveland. I think that uh, Cleveland is able to. Get uh, a couple over on Case Keenum. I think Flacco's able to maybe have a clean sheet this week. That'd be really great. Um, but I'm going to go Cleveland getting... Uh, actually, you know what I'm going to do? I'm gonna uh, Because I'm here and I can do it myself. I'm going to push. I'm going to say that it's going to end up being like one and one. Maybe two or two. I'm going to take the, the, the coward's way out here and, and save myself a point. But uh, yeah, give it a push. I think it's going to end up uh, being even. I don't see a way where... I don't, I don't see I see Cleveland wanting to be more careful with the ball and uh, not uh, not turn it over. So, all right, last one. Cleveland is heading to Houston. Houston is are now uh, two and a half home dogs. Like I said, the, the line moved a bunch once uh, C.J. Stroud was basically ruled out. Um, I am going to go to Cleveland. I am going to go. Uh, I think they can even cover as well. Um, this is a big win. This is the this is we have talked all week. Um, I wrote a piece about uh, Jeremiah Wusukoromora um, and the culture that he has helped um, set up here for this roster. Um, this is a week that is a culture win. Um, I think that it is apparent and obvious how much this team has changed this season has changed the culture in Cleveland um, this is not your another piece I wrote this week these are not your your dad's Browns or they are the league sad sacks um, they are doing things at a great uh, in a great way where they are able to have you know next man step up they're create they created that chemistry they're creating that culture. And uh, it is just obvious to see that this is such a different team from teams we've had in the past. Um, Andrew Schnitke posted in our Discord um, that he thinks that this is his favorite Browns team ever. Um, and I, I don't know, like, if it's not the 2020 team that won in Pittsburgh on, in the playoffs, um, then it's this team. There are just so many good dudes and uh, just the the um, their ability to to be resilient and come back whenever they can, um, come back from whatever is is ailing them, man, it's 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 something to watch, and it is really impressive as a fan of the team to see the adversity they've come back from, 
Um, I mean, you look down the the Browns, you know, win losses here. Um, <laughs> these games were close. They have won so many games by, you know, a score. Um, and and that's a sign of a really good team and a really good winning culture. Um, and I, I think that's apparent to anyone that watches the team that this is not a team that can, you know, that is going to go out and have a losing effort. Um, they don't have an issue so much with the uh, playing down to teams. They they meet teams. Uh, they they go out and they blow out. They blow out the bad teams. They they whomped on the Tennessee. They whomped on the Cardinals. Um, you know they the only game that was really out of hand for them were the 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 Baltimore Ravens game the first one. Um, the Denver game eventually got out of hand, and the Rams game. But both the Denver and the Rams, they were in it until the very end. They, you know, these these guys were were there, and then you know some extenuating circumstances happening happened, some injuries, that kind of stuff. But um, to have only three games where you were, your the end result is that you were out of it. That that's really great for Cleveland. And again, they only have five losses. That's three of those five are games that you know they got blown out in, or you know that were more decisive than ever. Have to having two close losses. That's that's good. That's a really really good um, sign for this team that they are getting to where they need to be um, going forward. So. All right, guys, for myself, for Taylor and Matt, for the WFMI Brownscast, I am getting out of here because I have had this frog in my throat uh, for a while, and my dog is eating yarn. So that's going to be it for me. Uh, I want to wish you all a very Merry Christmas. Please, please, please uh, love on uh, your family this weekend. Uh, If you don't have a great family, I'm your family now. That's what it is. I'm your family now. Just call me, message me. I'll be your brunkle, whatever it is. Uh, but yeah, hope you guys have a very safe and happy and healthy holiday. Uh, we'll be back. I don't remember if uh, Taylor's going to be able to do the post-game one. Um, we may end up waiting or, or doing it on a Tuesday or something like that this week just because, you know, the holiday uh, of what of what we got going on this week. Um, I'm not sure what we will be doing for a post-game podcast. We will try to get back to you uh, this week. Uh, I might be doing it with Matt. I might be doing it by myself. I'm not sure. Um, But uh, we'll do something for you guys, have something ready for you this week post-game. So, again, as for Matt, for Taylor, for the WFNY Brownscast, I say goodnight and go Browns. Coming up on 5-Minute News. I'm Anthony Davis. You might think it's partisan because maybe it's critical of one side or the other, but it's not. It's just the truth. And I think that's also something that's kind of unusual for Americans listening to the radio or to podcasts because... 
The news landscape in the States has been so partisan for so many decades. So 5-Minute News is verified, truthful, independent, unbiased and essential world news daily.